Jordan. Hi. How are you today? Good. Okay, we are going to talk about one of your favorite subjects. I have lots of um, crispy cream. That is what we're talking about. Yeah. You're right. Okay, so the other day, you and I went for a walk. I think Hudson and Dad were at baseball. Baseball. You and I went walking, and we decided to do a video. And on that video, I asked you what we did today. And what we really did was go to church, but you told everybody we went to... Krispy Kreme. Yes, you totally made that up. But so then we got talking about whether or not we'd rather get a Krispy Kreme donut or a Pepsi. Krispy Kreme. You said Pepsi. I definitely said I wanted a donut. So then we asked all of our social media followers um, what they picked. So anyway, let's fast forward to, I think it was, Ryan, was it Tuesday morning or morning? Wednesday. Yesterday. Wednesday morning. morning. The doorbell at the shirt shop rings. Ryan, you go to the door. What do you find? I find a man with a large, extremely large bag of Krispy Kreme donuts. And he had three dozen and a Coke. And so Ryan walks into the shirt shop looking like Santa Claus. I mean, we all all just started scampering around. Super Benny, you were next door. Doing boxes. Boxes, yep. And so I asked you, I said, hey, somebody, we just got Krispy Kreme delivered. And your first question was, well, are they even hot? Um, Because you thought it was like somebody went to the gas station, bought a day old box. And I was like, they were warm. You pretty much dropped your stuff and ran. No, warm donuts are wonderful. Yes. Um, Jordan, they brought you a Coke. Did you like it? Yes. Yes. People often ask if you'll drink a Coke if a Pepsi is not available. Will you drink a Coke? Yeah. Yep. And you enjoyed it, didn't you? Yes. Yes. You're gluten-free, but we always have gluten-free donuts in the the freezer. So we got you out one. You got your Coke. Okay. I'm not going to state exactly how many I had, but I had less than five, but maybe more than three. (laughs) And they were amazing. Yes. Okay. Hudson, you came back home from school. Well, not home from school. You came to the shirt shop. We still had some left. Did you have any? Yep. Which kind did you have? Chocolate sprinkle. Did you like it? Yeah. So then what we found out, so somebody had emailed us and asked about sending us donuts. Well, she works for Krispy Kreme. So how cool is that, Jordan? Did you love it? Yes. It was very exciting. Yes. Very exciting. So anyway, Anyway. a very good way to start the day is Ryan going to the door and walking back with three dozen delicious donuts. So I still ate some this morning. I did. I, my four from yesterday, I, I, I couldn't. Oh, I'm going to finish them. Ryan, how many did you have? I had two and a half. <laughs> was the half a different kind? It was one of those Reese's ones. Did you like the regular or the Reese's better? You can't beat a warm glazed donut. Oh, great. Yes, I agree. Too good. Agree. I didn't realize that we had to count the tasting of the other kinds. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe skewed me a little hard. I ended up not eating lunch yesterday. Like, I just powered through donuts. You're lightweight. Sarah, I, I did lunch. What about you? How many donuts did you have yesterday? I had two. Oh, Dude, look at you. Guys you. Are, you guys are lightweights. I was a lightweight. I couldn't do it. I had to save room for. Well, what would we know have? I ate four of them. What? <laughs> Oh, the the the, 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 the okay. The I've skill. ate six in the last the, two days. The skill to eating 
Krispy Kreme donuts is you eat them while they're warm and they just you just keep powering through. They just go down so easily. Well, if so you eat easily. them fast enough, you don't get full. Exactly. So you, get, you, get, you can clearly get about six before you before they hit the bottom of your stomach. And yes. They're not even chewing. They're just melting. Oh, <laughs> That's exactly right. Yes. So anyway, that was... So for the person that works at Krispy Kreme that thank sent you. us three dozen donuts yesterday from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Hey, Jordan, can you thank him for sending you a Coke? Uh, thank you for sending me a Coke today. Okay. All right. Okay. That's our Krispy Kreme story. Welcome to the Be Kind Everyone podcast. It's Ben. And I'm Jackie. If you listened last week, you know we started talking all about autism awareness, acceptance, because April is Autism Awareness Month. If you didn't listen last week, I personally think you should, because I think it was outstanding, right? Absolutely. Yes. So we are going to continue on because Ben has so much more to talk about today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just kidding. But I, okay. So we left off last week with, you know, how can you, how could parents of a child with autism help facilitate interactions with kids? And I think you brought up last week that sometimes it can be just as challenging for adults and if not more, I, I think it's more I, challenging I, for adults than it is a child. I do get it though. Like think like it's all we've really know. It's all we've known for the last 22 years. But if we didn't, it would be intimidating to know how to talk, how to interact. And Absolutely. one of the things we always hope our podcast and our social media helps with is taking some of the fear and the unknown hope so yeah I hope we're doing that out yeah. of mm-hmm. out of autism mm-hmm. um so i'm going to back it up to early years when jordan was little because i think people see our social media now and they assume jordan was always able to go out and do things jordan was always happy and oh my goodness that that's like so not the case mm-hmm. But we've been talking, last week we talked about going out to dinner. That is often a theme in our family. And when Jordan was very young, and I would say very young as in two, um, she hadn't been diagnosed that long. And for us, and I think it's this case with a lot of families because I hear it over and over, when you get a diagnosis for your child, your circle starts to shrink your friends fade away. And I don't, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's their fault. I don't think it's the family's fault. It just happens. That's right. I don't think it's really anybody's fault. fault. Yeah, that's right. You just, your, your focus then becomes the world of autism and their focus is their, their kids and what they're doing in school and maybe sports. And it's just, it's just different. different. It's just different. That's right. And like, you know, like our friends, it was suddenly, I didn't want to go to mother morning. I didn't want to go to play dates and hear other two year olds talking. It was too painful for me. And I'm doing therapy after therapy after Mm -hmm. therapy. And like, so they didn't get my world and I no longer got their world either. Um, but I think I've talked to, I think we've talked about Wes and Amy a little bit on a podcast before. Wes and Amy were, were our friends that were different. Mm-hmm. They didn't 
fade away. In fact, they got closer to us. Um, they didn't have any kids at the time, mm-hmm. which in hindsight probably made it easier for us. It helped us for because sure. Because yeah. you didn't have to yeah. worry about yeah. hearing their kids' new words. That's and, right. But That's anyway, right. That's right. I'm going to tell, and we, you know. We, and we met him at church. Yep. Uh, we met him at the we, church. That's where we met him. And, but we would go out to dinner a lot. Well, mm-hmm. then suddenly, and as Jordan, Jordan developed typically until she was about 18 months and then she started losing skills. She started regressing. So she started losing words. She started losing communication, like even the ability to put her hands up in the air to signal she wanted to be picked up. She lost pointing. She just lost all of that. And I can remember, you know, going out to eat could sometimes be a challenge. And we would go out to Pizza Hut and there is nothing she would eat there other than cooked pepperonis. And you don't remember that. So we would get bowls, a bowl of cooked cooked pepperoni for her. And it was not something I was proud of. Um, It was not healthy, but I was working on her enjoying being out to dinner and I'm still trying to get my head around pizza. How many more, how many pizza are there still pizza hats around? But you can't, Sarah's shaking her head yes, because Sarah's over here Facebook living this for our supporter group. But I don't think there's a lot of Pizza Huts anymore that you can go in and sit down. Do you think? I think a lot of them now are takeout. Tear out, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Because I don't. Back in the day, I don't though, see any of them. Just back in the around. day, it was the Pizza Hut. You go in, you sit down, and you order. They all look the same. They all oh, look the absolutely. same. Yes. Um, Ryan, yeah. are there? You coming in? Are there any Pizza Huts around you? you that know, you get to go yeah. in and sit down and eat in. He is shaking yeah, his head. No, no I, that right. may, maybe that's a thing of the past. I don't know. I, I need to do a. Fa- I'll do a poll. I'll do a poll in Instagram stories to see if anybody okay. knows of. Okay. Um, oh, Sarah pulled it up. But are those the expresses or are those sit down and eat ones? No, no dine, dine in. in. There no dine is. in. Okay. There so, but back in the day, because this was 20 years ago, yep. you went in and sat down. And yeah. so right. Jordan would get her bowl, bowl of cooked pepperoni. pepperonis. That was it. And I share this for a few reasons. I share this for the people that are not directly connected to someone with autism. Wes and Amy weren't. They didn't know other than us, like this was their first experience. They were learning with us. They could have easily went out to eat with with us each time and be like, I cannot believe you're serving your kid cooked pepperonis. That's it. Like we're horrible. They could have treated us like we're horrible parents. They could have been very judgmental, but they didn't. They never questioned it. They never said anything. They thought we, they, they treated us like we were doing the best thing. And that's what I needed at the time. Because, and I think so often, whether it's family, whether it's friends, insert their opinions in a way that it's very hurtful. Because unless you're living it, you don't know. You can think as a grandparent, yeah. you understand. You can yeah. think as, you know. Well, I think that's the world of a lot of kids through the journey. They eat something, and whether it's the taste, whether it's the texture, they're going to eat that chicken nugget from McDonald's and that's all they're going to eat. Yeah. And so for us, we were working on broad. I was working on broadening (laughs) her food. (laughs) 
Um, but I was doing that at home. I knew going out to eat had to be separate. And this is one of the things. So while my, my point in that story to the family member, to the friend was don't be judgmental, be supportive, help them get out in that moment. My message to the parent is I believe it is extremely important to help broaden what your child can eat. There are so many kids where, like you said, the texture bothers them. The, they will only eat a very specific mm-hmm. goldfish in a very specific box. They'll only eat the chicken nugget from McDonald's. But I do it at home. I do. Is what yes. You're My point, work on that at home. If yeah. the only thing your child eats is McDonald's, but you're trying to work on getting them to eat at a restaurant, take the McDonald's chicken nugget to the restaurant, whatever restaurant it is, right. who cares? Don't work on two hard things. Yeah. At the same time, work on at home in your safe spot of getting them branching out on that. And we've done a whole podcast just a few weeks ago on food and journey, Jordan's journey through food. So you can go back and listen to that where I gave tips of kind of what we did. But my point is don't try to do both at the same time, because a lot of times what will end up happening is then you didn't accomplish either. Yeah, well, my kid doesn't want to go out to eat at the restaurant. Exactly. Um, So if you're working on going out, you want to make sure you take their very favorite things. It's the most rewarding experience, um, you know, that kind of thing. But for us, having friends that got closer to us, that weren't judgmental, that loved us, that that was huge for us. And I think, you know, that's an important point. When we're talking about autism and Autism Awareness Month, I'm I'm going straight on a total Total left, total left 80 curve. This has nothing to do with that. But this is a question we get frequently. And people will bring up, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't want to say something and make it worse. I don't want, you know, do I say has autism? Do I say autistic? Do I say mm-hmm. they have special needs? Do I say they have needs that are special? Like all or that disability, stuff. Um, disability, all the words. And I am only speaking for our family. Yep. Um, but I'm going to start with the puzzle piece mm-hmm. and we do use the puzzle piece mm-hmm. and on our shirts, not if, all of our shirts, not but all of our shirts. a good amount of them. If you're not familiar with autism a lot, Sadly, there's a lot of controversy within autism. Mm -hmm. It is a very broad label. And so someone might be labeled on the autism spectrum disorder that is quirky, that can live on their own, have a full-time job, function independently, but has... Has a diagnosis of some sort. Has a diagnosis and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. things that... Mm-hmm. You also then on the other end of the spectrum, you maybe have someone that is not able to leave their house, that is beating their head against the wall, that cannot speak, that their parents have all the doors locked because they will elope, that they're in constant danger of danger. themselves. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. And yeah. it, is always, it is always going to be hard to talk about anything when you're talking about such a broad group. Mm-hmm. But let's go back to the puzzle piece. Jordan likes it. Um, she always has. And mm-hmm. so I feel like her thoughts have just as much value as the next person. Mm-hmm. And it's our company. And so we use it. Mm-hmm. We, though, however, 
we use the puzzle piece as a symbol for everyone. Our message is be kind to everyone. Mm -hmm. And for us, what better symbol than a puzzle to represent everyone? If you look at, there's so many different segments of the population. It might be disabilities, but it's other things as well. People are treated as less because they're different. And think of how much better the world would be if we could view people more like a puzzle piece. Every, like you could take a thousand piece puzzle and every single piece of that puzzle is going to look different. Every one of them, it's going to be a different shape slightly. It's going to be a different color, but they're not one puzzle piece. Isn't going to fit in differently for the other. They all have equal value. And you could think if you have a thousand pieces, what's minus one, mm -hmm. or if you have a thousand people, I mean, are you really going to notice if one's mm -hmm. missing? Like if Jordan, Jordan's different, if she's not in that group, what mm -hmm. are you going to miss? Mm -hmm. But if you put a thousand piece puzzle together on a table and you have one piece missing, it doesn't matter if it's the corner piece. It doesn't matter if it's the middle piece, if it's the piece up to the right, it is literally going to be the first thing you notice mm -hmm. because it had, it had that equal value to every other piece there. And so I just think when we wrap it into what Jordan likes and our whole company message, be kind to everyone, I just think it has a really strong message. And, you know, for people that don't agree with us, I, I completely respect That's their fine. opinion. I, I completely. Yeah. Um, I just feel like we have to get to the point where we're open to other people's thoughts but we're also compassionate towards other people's yeah. thoughts. It cannot yeah. be a one size fits all. And, um, I think everybody yeah. has the right to describe yeah. themselves. Yeah. But, but it's it, getting harder. It, it's getting, it's getting, in my opinion, it's getting worse and worse as the years go by of how people want to be labeled or not labeled. If you want to say that, I guess yes, and yes. it's just, and what they even teach in, um, schools. Yes. Um, yes. I'm thinking so colleges. For me. And so that's what, like, I just feel like for us, if anybody watches our social media, so like some people will say, you know, a puzzle represents like you needing to be fixed or whatever. I think anybody watching our social media could know that is never yeah. our message. Yeah. We probably have one of the most true versions of inclusion in our shirt shop as you could possibly get. If Jordan's at, like, I'm going to give a story this morning. It was so sweet. We've been staying at the shirt shop because of our floors getting redone. It's been a debacle and it's Jordan has handled it. Amazing. She's, I mean, considering it's basically turned our whole world upside down and nothing's the same. And so this morning, which we have office spaces, oh, so absolutely. we've been using those and we put some air oh, mattresses like down. So it's not, yeah, it's, oh, no. it's got a shower. It's, it's not Hudson, like we're, we're Hudson, on the concrete floor Hudson without no yesterday heat. Yesterday so morning was like, oh, do we have to go home tonight? I mean, he, <laughs> he loves, loves it here. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, we're not roughing it at all for Jordan though. It's just different. She's handled it. Amazing. I made the mistake this morning. So Key's birthday's coming up. So I was going to go out and get bagels for him because he, he really likes this bagel place. So Jordan was going along and I had a frozen donut. I was going to get out of the freezer for her. And it's a good one. It's one she likes. It's just gluten free. Yes. 
but I wasn't thinking she thought we were going out to get coffee. Oh. And so the place basic, I could have gotten her a soda, but I'm like, mm-hmm. Jordan, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have your Pepsi for lunch. So mm-hmm. I got her an orange juice and she was good with the time, but we came back and she was just struggling some. And she got to one point where she was working and she just had tears. And a few minutes later, I see Key walking over to her area and just gave her a hug. And that's where circling back to Jordan gets to be at the shirt shop exactly who she is. She doesn't have to she doesn't have to change the way she is for everyone here to love and accept her. And imagine if everyone could be treated that way. I think so often in society, we expect individuals to mold themselves to society's expectation. And someone with a disability might not meet that expectation. And so they're treated poorly. And our shirt shop is true inclusion. Jordan is absolutely an equal part of the team exactly the way she is. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the puzzle piece or not the puzzle piece. And, you know, if someone wants to berate me for it, I would hope they see we are true to the overall message of creating acceptance, awareness, a better world. And if everybody could get it to that point, what a better spot it would be. Um, (laughs) Well, do you want to get on to the world world of is disability good? Is is autism so, or autistic? I don't care what you my that's my thing. I I don't want some and again, I am only the, speaking for our family. That's right. I don't want this to look as if I think if you have that question, if you have a loved one or a name like someone you're close to mm-hmm. and you want to know, should I say is your child autistic autism or has, does have, uh, have uh, autism yeah. or is autistic? Yeah. I think you could ask that parent, how do you, how, or if the child's able to communicate. And again, I say child, it might be an adult. Mm-hmm. If they're able to communicate, you could ask them for us. I don't want people to be so afraid they're going to use a wrong term that they shy away. And that's what I think the dangerous message here is. If we get so focused on, You can only say it this way. You can only do that. And people get so angry if it's done a different way. Then I think we, we run the risk of people shying away and that like Jordan, she'd much rather someone talk to her, someone acknowledge her Mm -hmm. than her care. If someone says she has autism or she's autistic, she just wants them to be a part of her life. And that's the thing that I hope the message gets across. I think the, the way you interact with someone, the way you communicate with someone, I can tell even, I can tell through a Facebook message or a TikTok comment someone's intentions instantly Mm -hmm. the way they ask a question Mm -hmm. people might ask about jordan's voice i can tell by the way it's worded if they truly care and they want to learn or if they're only asking Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. a jerk and so to me what i want to see is people caring and Mm -hmm. they might 
say it the wrong way and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to help educate them on that. And I, I always welcome questions so that they can better understand her. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think we're just, if we focus so much on only a certain way, it's going to end up backfiring because people are just going to be scared because if it's not the world you directly live in, you're eventually going to throw up your hands and be like, well, why do I even want to try? I'm just getting yelled at for this. I just wanted to show I cared. Um, I didn't know what to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see that. Yeah. But it is a question. It's a question we get. I can't say it's a question we get as often as I would think around yeah. April, it, it gets but if more you're new to autism. You're you'll, if you haven't got it, you'll get it. Um, yes, it'll, it'll come in your world. Um, soon. another one that comes up is some people think there's a, there's a therapy called ABA applied behavior analysis. Some people think it's completely horrible. Some people think it's great. I think there's both. I, I think yeah. there's a bad everything. Like if you have a therapist that aren't doing, isn't doing something properly, it's going to be bad in anything. But I also know to help some kids be able to control their behaviors, it could be life-changing for them. Mm -hmm. Um, It could truly change their life. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you're a parent, you're trying to navigate through all this world. I just feel like you got to follow your gut and do what's Mm -hmm. right for your child Mm -hmm. and try it, try it. Yeah. Um, We try a lot of things. Yeah. We still do. So, you know, so that was that whole side tangent there. But I want to go back to, you know, raising awareness of if you're a parent or if you're someone that doesn't have a direct connection, like what can you take away from this in April and what can you really do to help? So I'm first going to talk, you know, on the point of a parent. If you are a parent, one of the things that I think has been so helpful with all of our social media presence, which I would have never dreamt, is it allows people to know more about Jordan. And I think I've shared this story on a podcast before as well, but going back to Hudson and his sports, one of the dads watches us on social media. And even last spring, when we really didn't know very many families, um, that dad would see Jordan at a game and he would say, have you got your Pepsi yet? And she would just light up. And one time he went over to the concession stand and he bought one for, he had, he was like, I'm really sorry. I had to get you a Coke because they didn't have Pepsi. And she was like, I'll take whatever. (laughs) Um, but they would have never known that connection with her. And I think a big way in helping, you know, going back to that, how do you facilitate a connection between your child with a disability and others? I think a big part of that is letting them know about your child. Mm -hmm. And if people now know about Jordan, and so even a stranger in the grocery store can come up to us and be like, did you go to Starbucks and get a nice coffee? Everybody knows the way to Jordan's heart is food and drinks. And so if you are a parent and maybe your family, your friends struggle to interact with your child, maybe your child doesn't have words yet. Um, 
the more you can let your family and friends know about your child, the easier it's going to be for them to interact. And you can tell them, hey, they're not going to be able to interact yet. But Jordan wouldn't have to say a word. If someone says Pepsi around her, she's going to light up. I mean, it just changes her whole face. And so if you give others the way to learn that about your child, I think it, you know, it's going to help. If you're going to a family and friend's house or in neighbors and that's hard for your child, tell your neighbor something they could have there for him. Like Jordan loves ribbons. She's loved him forever. But if she walked over to the neighbor's house and they instantly handed her, handed her a ribbon, she'd be like, I'm in like, it's a simple little thing. It lights her up. And so if you're one of those family and friends, that is something you could ask. What can I do at my house to make your child more comfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you know, and a parent could tell that, you know, to the family or friends, because I just feel like that makes a big difference. The other thing, if I could state anything that has probably helped our whole family's quality of life is getting your child to be able to leave the house. And if you don't have a child with autism, you probably don't understand that statement. You're like, what do you mean leaving the house? There are families of kids with autism that literally struggle to leave the house. And they might, they might be elopers, which means if you leave the door open, they're going to bolt. And as they get older, the locks have to get higher. The locks have to get stronger because these kids can figure out how to undo a lock. Mm -hmm. And so imagine if every time you laid down or you went to the bathroom, you had to worry, is my child going to open that door and I might never see them again? I think that's a level that people don't fully understand. So if there's any way you can work, like get that therapist. If you're, if your child's in therapy, like let them know this is what I need help on. But if you can find a thing, your thing that your family can go out and do, I think that's life-changing for the whole family (laughs) because look at our life now. I mean, it's not like we have this huge, you know, thing to do, but like baseball games, Jordan loves going Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. becomes entertainment all on its own. And for a family, if you have a child that elopes, it might be going for a drive and you might have another child, a younger child that you're like, well, they're not going to want to do this for Christmas, we do, we drive around looking at Christmas Christmas lights. lights. So we do like the blow up bingo. I literally make these bingo cards because I want it to be fun and entertaining for Hudson. Well, you might need to do that. If, if a drive is what makes your child with autism comfortable, find it in the car game to make that drive more fun for Mm -hmm. your other kid, go through a drive through and get a special treat and then try to work up to maybe then you can take a five minute break to go in and get that special treat. But getting out of the house is for your own, for the whole family's mental health, I think is key. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when Jordan was really little, I've shared this story before, she struggled to go in anywhere because she had such an obsession with ribbon, like going to the grocery store. People probably don't even know you could buy ribbon at a grocery store. You can. Well, I needed to practice that. It is so much easier if you practice with a friend. That friend does not have to be anyone that knows anything about autism. But 
you could be that friend to someone. You could say, you know, like have that friend to go with you to the grocery store. Hey, all we're going to do is go in, practice walking past the ribbon aisle and walking out. But if that child's having a meltdown, having that person right next to you gives you the confidence to say, that's easier. I can do this. I can do this. Um, and so I think, I, I hope, I hope through our podcast, through our social media, we give people, families, courage to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they see where Jordan is now, but they don't know how many times yeah. we left yeah. restaurants That's or right. we left grocery was, stores yeah. crying. That's right. um, we've been there. Yeah. We've been there. Mm-hmm. And like when we did the gro- when I did the grocery store thing, you traveled a lot back then. But I would take one of our, I had therapists that were in college at the time and we had just kind of trained them and I would take them with me because I needed the moral support. But you feel like you can conquer the world if you have a friend with you. But if you're by yourself, you just, it's hard. hard. Like, well, and then like, you know, as much as I might want to tell someone off in a grocery store, if they said something about Jordan, that friend is there like, don't you dare. I am their moral support. Like, you're not going to be talking to them this way. You just have that confidence of that backup person. And so that's what I think, you know, all of you listening, because I know we have a lot of listeners that aren't directly touched by some, you know, like I say directly touched, they might have the neighbor, they might have the niece or nephew. They don't have a child with autism. Mm -hmm. They could be that friend because that has the potential to completely change the future for that family. Um, and so we are going to continue throughout the month of April talking about autism, autism awareness, autism acceptance on our last podcast, I shared that the current rate of autism is one in 44. And I put that in perspective in 1970, the rate of autism was one in 10,000. And if you don't currently know someone with autism before long, you probably will. And so the more you can do to familiarize yourself with it, to get comfortable with it and to be a helper, not a hindrance, um, the better off the world is going to be. And I look at a lot of our employees, a lot of our employees didn't really have a direct connection to autism before Jordan came into their life. And I look at how amazing they are with her. And I think it shows so many people truly do care. They just don't necessarily know how to show it, yeah, what know, to do. That's right. Know what to say, what to do. Until you've lived it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. I, I hope this helps open dialogue between, a lot of times it might even be family. We were lucky because we have a very supportive family. But, you know, I hear stories from parents that, you know, the grandparents aren't supportive or the aunts and uncles. And my hope is our continued conversations, open doors, to free up conversation, to make things a little more comfortable and, you know, create acceptance. So if you're new, keep following along throughout April. I've got, you know, I've got a really special guest coming up. Um, Kate from Finding Cooper's Voice um, is going to be on with me. And I just, I just love her. Um, 
I have followed her story for years and yeah, she's got a big following. She's wrote a book. And she is just amazing with her insight and her knowledge and all she's gone through her her journey with Cooper. Because mm-hmm. the other thing is if you know one individual with autism, you know one <laughs> individual with autism. With autism. Yeah. Everyone is so different, so unique. So I also want to bring in some different perspectives, some different stories, because I think that helps as well. So anyway, that's all I've got for today. I hope you guys have learned a little, enjoyed the talk. Um, but more than anything, I want to thank you guys for being part of Jordan support system. Um, we get so many comments and messages of just really amazing comments and messages. So I just want to say thank you. So on our paid sponsors which are you, the listeners, buying our shirts. <laughs> yes, exactly. So if you I haven't like, got our shirts. I had a blank look. I was like, like we, we don't, don't have, have any sponsors. sponsors. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have a lot of them. They're listening. That is true. That is true. And if you haven't bought a shirt and you yeah. want one, you can head over to BeKindToEveryone.com. You can find us on all of our social media at Summer Shirt Project. We share videos all the time of... Jordan and accommodations and our shirt shop shop. crew and just Mm -hmm. what true inclusion really looks like. So thanks for following along. Listen to see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the be kind to everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.